This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live uncommon sense parenting class. All right, before we jump into our topic today, just let me introduce myself for those of you who are new here. Hi, my name is Alana Robinson and I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you understand why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator and facilitator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids of your own. I'd like to talk about the concept of they're gonna grow out of it. Often when I'm discussing a child's behavior with their parents, we'll go through and I'll detail all the different ways that we can support their child and find solutions to the problems that are plaguing their family. And almost without fail, a parent is going to ask me, what if we just do nothing? Are they gonna grow out of it eventually? So. Let's talk about what growing out of it actually means, what it looks like, and how you can determine if your child is likely to grow out of a challenging behavior or not. What does growing out of it mean? Well, when we talk about a child growing out of a behavior, we're referring to the fact that as children get older and mature, they go through several sensitive periods of development that alter how they learn and how they understand the world in general. Between the ages of two and six, there are literally hundreds of these developmental leaps. Hundreds of them. You hear me talking a lot about the limbic leap because it's probably what, at least in my experience, is the most disruptive and predictable one that falls within the age range that I teach about. And because these developmental leaps alter how our kids understand the world, often they bring with them a lot of boundary pushing and new challenging behaviors. Or <laughs> often they're actually old challenging behaviors with a new spin on them because your child is now aware of more possibilities. They had exhausted all their perceived avenues from their three-year-old perspective, but now that they're four, they can think of different angles to work and explore and see if they can reach their goal, whatever that might be. So when we talk about a child growing out of it, what we're hoping is that when they go through one of these developmental leaps, they'll become more aware of the people around them, how their behavior impacts those people, and what our cultural social norms are, and ideally just stop having the problem they were trying to solve or figure it out on their own stop having these needs that they were expressing, that they'll figure it out all on their own so we don't have to worry about it. In other words, <laughs> is this problem just going to solve itself if I wait it out? But here's what really happens when we wait for a child to grow out of their problems. They become internalized. They don't disappear. The child that begins to believe that this problem is all they have, this need that they have that they don't know how to solve is a part of them. It's something inherent to their personality and their being 
And the reason that nobody is helping them solve it is because it's just unsolvable. And it's exclusive to them. They are the only person to ever have this need. And since it's unsolvable, that means that they're weird. It means that they're unlovable. It means that they are stuck with this unfulfilled need and nobody is ever going to understand it. That makes them feel lonely, depressed, angry, any number of emotions. So now this problem, this need, has now become their identity. When children form their identity, they're looking for things that make them unique, that make them stand out from the pack of everybody else. And if the one thing that everybody notices about them that makes them different from everybody else is that they have more unsolved problems than everyone else, cool. I'll be the problem child. I'll be the boundary pusher. I'll be the violent kid. I'll be the crier or the biter. I'll be the one who swears. This isn't new. <laughs> we have entire Hollywood movies where the entire premise of the plot is the problem kid discovering that their problems are actually solvable and that what makes them unique is not their temper or their lack of social skills or their high emotions or their lack of give a damn, but actually some talent that they haven't been paying attention to because the only thing anyone has ever given them attention for is their problems. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Behavior is communication. It's a language. It means something. So waiting for our kids to grow out of disruptive behavior, and that is interfering with their ability to engage as an active participant in their life, is like gagging them. It's, it's like if you were in a foreign country and you got severely injured, but when you get to the hospital, they can't understand you. So instead of examining you to find out what the problem is, they just send you to a room on the other side of the building to slowly die. When it comes to behavior, it's not a bullet or internal bleeding that's causing the problem. It's a lack of information or a lack of skill. And both of those things are entirely fixable. We just have to prioritize getting the exam so that we can figure out what the problem is and start coming up with a treatment plan. So, <laughs> do I actually think it's possible to grow out of behavior? No, I don't. I believe, and I have seen over and over and over again, how problems compound as children get older when they aren't addressed in the early years. Early intervention is crucial because as we get older, our brain starts to solidify. It becomes less plastic. Very slowly, becomes less and less adaptable. So what started as the poor choice of an unskilled three-year-old can very, very easily grow and mutate and become the only perceived option for a teenager or an adult. Habits only get harder to break as we get older, which is why when I hear a parent saying that they're going to wait it out, what I hear is we're going to wait until this comes to a boiling point before we address it. And that's a false economy. The longer you wait, the harder it becomes to solve the problem. The longer the solution will take to work once you do find a solution. Does that mean it's impossible to do? No. There is always the ability to remediate, but it is so much harder to remediate. 
I'll pull out that good old Frederick Douglass quote of it's easier to raise strong children than repair broken men. So what can you do if you've been waiting it out and you're realizing that this isn't going away, this isn't going to resolve on its own and I need to figure it out, preferably as soon as possible. Three things. The first thing to do is to go apologize to your kid. Now I know this is going to get a lot of people's backs up and they're going to go, hey, <laughs> why are, why am I apologizing? They are the one acting out. Shouldn't they be apologizing to me? Well, no, they're a child. They've been telling you something is wrong this whole time. And you've basically been ignoring it until presumably now. So I recommend going to them at a neutral moment. Don't be doing this when they're upset or tired or hungry or when they're happy and engaged in something else. At a neutral moment, sit them down, tell them you're sorry. You know that they're having a hard time and that they didn't know how to fix it. You're sorry you didn't recognize it sooner, but you know now and you're going to start helping them figure it out. That's it. Just tell them that you're going to start helping them figure it out because you love them. Now this may or may not get you a positive response. Some kids are going to have a tough time trusting you. And as much as that hurts, they do not owe us their trust. So step two is to take action on that. You're going to come and join the parenting posse if you aren't already a member. And when you join, you're gonna pop your email address in and that's going to get you a welcome packet. And that welcome packet will also have access to my scripts for managing crazy making behavior. So you can log in, you can check them out, you can start using them right away. And when you're ready, I want you to scroll, scroll all the way down to the bottom of that page with the scripts. And you're going to click on the big orange button that says your next step, free class for parents. And you're gonna register there, okay? Three things. Whether you decide to continue this journey with me or not, those three things will get you started off in the right direction. And because I know, because I know moms, that if you are having a realization, that that will usually come with a healthy side dish of guilt. So stop, okay? To quote yet another very, very smart black person, Maya Angelou, we do the best we can until we know better and then we do better. Do not beat yourself up for something that you did not know before you learned it. What's done is done. Focus on moving forward on solving the problem, on identifying the problems. <laughs> You're going to need all of your energy for that. So don't waste it on guilt, okay? The goal of Uncommon Sense Parenting is to use the energy we've got in the steps that are going to make the most impact the fastest. We wanna be efficient. I used to call myself a parenting effectiveness coach specifically for that reason, but it was confusing, so I dropped it. But that's my whole deal. Okay, using what we've got in the best way possible to make our next best step. So those three things are your next best step. Alrighty, thank you so much for being here with me, guys. I love when I get to chat with you. I will see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye.
You've been listening to The Mudroom on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.